is the prize. Oh, it is as well. Well done, Mark Watt. Slightly slower. Ladies and gentlemen, for one of the best sports podcasts in the business, subscribe on YouTube to Shaky Sports Journeys. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, well, don't we have a treat today? I tell you, we've got the spin twins. But listen, I've played against a lot of good left-arm spinners. Ross Lyons, Ross Paxton, um, Colin Siller, Coco at Watson's back in the day. Hamza, well back before your your era, mate. Willie, Keith Morton, Conda Lang, Ian Blackwell. But today we've got Mark Water and the big Hamza for Fergus Lee. Lads, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Welcome. So Shaky's uh, allowed me to, to take the lead today, but I just want to change it up a little bit. Uh, Hamza, I've I've only, only really seen the size of your hands, mate, a couple of times. Um, I've faced you a couple of times, mate, and I remember you bowling one ball at the Grange, I think, in the Scottish Cup. I just pitched a leg and missed up stump. I was like, oh, this boy can bowl, actually. Uh, and I think i just done the usual and uh, got out pretty quickly after that. So uh, I wanted to start with you, mate. Um, massive debut against Pakistan. That must have been uh, a hell of an honour for you, mate. What was it like? Can you remember that day? Yeah, I can remember that day. I think, you know, obviously playing against Pakistan, yeah, your home country, like your family's country. Obviously, massive, massive game for myself. Obviously, it didn't go to plan how I wanted, but yeah. you know, the experience from that, you can't, you can't change it. Um, I think just bowling at some of the players and just learning. Learning on the job, really, that's kind of the main thing that I got from that, is that how different the you have to bowl from international from, say, example, club cricket or even Warriors level. It's a massive jump. Like You can't even understand the jump from being a bowler from just coming straight out of a Warriors game into playing against Pakistan, the best team in the world at that point. You, you bowled at a couple of guys that day, in particular, Safraz Ahmed, Shweb Malik, um, these guys are. It must have been the. What was it like to the, the speed of their footwork? That must have been something that that no, that you really thought straight away. Well, the, the margin for error is is so little. Yeah, definitely. I think even if you notice them coming down the wicket and dragging your length back, they still somehow got to the pitch and still hit you for six. I thought that was ridiculous. Even I came back from Pakistan last week. I played some cricket over there and just the talent that you see, especially against spin, is just unbelievable. I even got hit a few for a few sixes last week, did a few T20s. You know, these guys just hitting you out of the park second ball. You're thinking, what's going on here? But yeah. This doesn't, honestly, ha- this doesn't happen at Miko Riggs on a Saturday. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen at Newcastle either. That's where I'm based currently, okay. cricket wise. So yeah, that's completely different the, the way they play. Their mindset, especially against spinners, they don't they don't let them settle. Even the club cricketers in Pakistan, they don't let them set let them settle at all. What did you play that game, the Pakistan game? Yeah, we both got taken down, didn't we, Hamza? Did you? Yeah. We, what, yeah was we did. what was the figures? What was the figures? I think about four overs for about forty. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. I tried to go with Yorkers, and he just he smashes it, didn't he? He was going huge that day. I remember that. I remember Watty uh, Shaky as a young lad um, at David Lloyd Gym, right? And he must have been about 15. And I was in the Scotland team and he's like, oh, 
Ryan, any any chance that you get your bat or you know any chance that you look after me? And I, and I remember just fobbing this lad off. I was like, who's this little chunky lad trying try to speak to me? And what a, what a, what a joke I was. Um, look at look what he's turned it into. Absolutely. He should have told you. He, he should have told you where to go when you wanted to come on the podcast. Then <laughs> couldn't even give the, couldn't even we, we, young lad looking up to you and all that. And you you were. You're a better bloke now, Flanners, but I don't know about you, Just, I don't know. There's a few people who might disagree. Uh, Watty, um, mate, obviously, as I've just been corrected, there are over 80-odd caps. Um, going back to the first one for you, mate, it's a while now. How, what was that, 2015? 2016. Ireland? It was in Ireland, the Breedy. Yeah. Um, not good. so bad, it's Pakistan at home, but uh, <laughs> nah, it was really good. It was interesting. And it was a good series. We ended up winning it. Um, Preston was captain and Wrighty presented my cap to me it was really a great day and um, I, I don't think I got a wicket that series but I remember bowling quite well and um, coming back and having a bit more confidence and kind of remembering that like, I feel like I belonged in that team and could play mm -hmm. that level so now it was a good series and um, yeah it was something I'll always remember How old were you then mate? Early 20s? I think no 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 I just Were you? Yeah So you obviously around that time Condalanga would have been Around the, the set up, the late Condalanga, you know, great great man. He must have had a massive influence. Obviously, being a fellow left arm spinner as well. Yeah, yeah, Colm was absolutely brilliant with myself. Just kind of just got my game straight away. Knew I wasn't a massive turn of the ball, and just kind of helped me with the game and the flight and more just like the tactics of you're so smart with like his fields. <laughs> yeah, in swing, in swing, me in it. He was so smart with his tactics and his field setting, so he really spent a bit of time with me and just chatting chatting about the game and how to, um, you know, different things with different batters and where you should have your fields and stuff and just things like that, just so smart and just helped me massively with the game. And Yeah, it was horrible what happened and, but yeah, but what a man, what a man, what a player. Really, really amazing to see what some of the boys have done in recent times. I know you took part in some of the, some of the cycling as well. How was that? Can sit down after for about a week. I have no <laughs> idea how Volley and Evo managed to do that for the whole week. It was incredible. They were they were at it, and the weather wasn't great either, was it? Oh, it was. To be fair, we had a brilliant day. Like I, I felt bad on the day, like complaining, like oh, Mars is a bit sore here. <laughs> Volley and Evo did something unbelievable. But mate, you, you're a you're a fine athlete. Though. That that should be easy for you, no? Yeah, it was a lot easier for me than it was for Crossy. Crossy was doing on a tricycle, I think, at the back. He was, <laughs> he was so bad the whole day, just complaining all day but um has he got small man syndrome oh massively massively but he still <laughs> sticks his chest out which i quite like so i was going to say obviously you mentioned condalang being a little bit of an influence on on you there what hamza there's a couple of individuals that i'd like to talk about um and that is big shonky omar hussein and and panther the magic hack obviously your cousins mate what was it like with them growing up because obviously two scotland internationalists magic being one of the best off-spinners I've ever seen grace the game up here, and I'm not so sure. What was it like being a part of their life early doors? Yeah, I think obviously playing at Ferguson as well, um, looking up to both of them, playing for the national team. But I don't think it was something that I set my eyes on, set my targets on to you know, play for the Scotland team. I think that's something that kind of developed later on right. when I was about 19, 20. But yeah, obviously massive influence, both you know, brilliant players, brilliant guys. Homie especially, funny guy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a funny cat. I put it put yeah. about eighteen. Are you, still, are you all still are you all still winding him up? I know all your little cousins love to wind up, Homie. We all still wind him up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
at, at the same time, you know, we talk about two really talented cousins there who, you know, have had fantastic careers. But you've got you've got a, practically a cricket team and some more now with all the cousins are playing cricket. I mean, you've got Tamur, you've got your younger brother, Haroon, quality yeah. off-spinner as well, you know, hopefully future internationalist. Um, what's it like, the camaraderie there? It must be fantastic to have around you. Yeah, I think it's it's obviously good, especially if you want to go for a net and just call your cousins, let's go for a net, or even in the back garden, if you look like hat sometimes. Yeah, it's actually pretty good to have cousins that are pretty good at cricket as well. Yeah, Funny go, mate. I was going to say, is there any sort of battles between you or not, or are you, are you trying to help your your younger brother in that as well? No, there's no battles. I just say I try. I try to help everyone, to be honest. But yeah, he's a good little player as well. Is he good? It'd be good to see him come up to the ranks. What? I was going to come back to you, mate. And did you ever get, spend much time with, with Willie? Did Willie ever do any work with you or not, Willie Morton or not? Not so much, like technically, or with Scotland, but he always came down to Harriet's to watch Keith and stuff. Oh, you're going too fast. You're going too fast. Get it. Because uh, Willie, Willie, Willie liked to. Willie more liked to give it a bit of air, so he yeah, would be probably such a nice guy. And, um, never brought you around or anything. Passed mm-hmm. down to Keith, but nah, such a nice guy. Just to have a chat and then um, chin mug with in the bar after about how you bowled. Or he's um, very complimentary of, of myself, and yeah, such a nice guy. Yeah. Just before we uh, go and ask some further things, I wanted to just talk to you to the from the point of view that you are the future of, of Scottish cricket, you know, with you both being left-arm spinners, you're both young. Um, do you like each other? Do you get on well with each other? Um, what, what? Tell me a bit about your relationship. Um, your wife. <laughs> right, I'll start. Uh, to be honest, we always, like, ask to, like, room together because we get on so well. Um, it's weird, yeah. like, even though, like, we're in, like, competition, um, we still get on so well and we chat and try and make each other better all the time. But to be fair, we have had a few blows in the boxing ring, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We've had a few blows. We Scotland boxing sessions and they let us like spar. And I was like, come on, Amza, let's come on then, let's have a go. And when his back was turned, I belted him straight in the back of the head. And uh, the guy no, was like, hitting the back of the head in boxing, that is a total illegal move there. To be fair, watch your back. Watch your back, Hamza. He's, he's out. To, got, he's out, he's out to get me. The size of his hands, mate. I couldn't get a punch in, so I had to take any chance I could. Hamza, what about what about yourself? Yeah, obviously we get on pretty well. I think played from under seventeens up all the way to the full team now. So yeah, it's been good. Especially there because he bowls in the power play and I don't. So that makes it that makes it even better. And do you? How do you, how is it like, let's say, right, Hamza, you've not got the nod today, you're not playing, but but what he is playing, you know, what's it, were you, were you going, do you, is, is it, are you happy for each other, do you support each other in that front, will you go and put your arm over his shoulder and just tell him that it's time, it's time still to come? Yeah, I think, uh, obviously you'll be disappointed inside, but still got to show positive attitude for the rest of the team, especially uh, your mates as well. So yeah, just do whatever the team needs. I was going to say, the what's the, in terms of Scotland aspirations now for both of you, obviously, Botty, you've got more caps and Hamza, you're, you're definitely coming through again in, in, in the ranks. And it must have been difficult for you lads at the moment. You know, there's no like other, you know, watching Ireland, Afghanistan play, like what, what's going on? What's going through your, both your heads at the moment? How's, how's there no cricket? I just try and stay, just stay ahead, stay away from that pretty much. And 
not try and look at the scores and not really watch the T10 and stuff because I get really frustrated just seeing that all these other teams are playing and we're still just kind of playing Call of Duty or watching Netflix. So I just try and keep my head away from the cricket really at the moment and enjoy like the test stuff that's going on, but the T10 and the T20 stuff all over the world. Because I think in the Scotland squad, we've got so many players that should be playing in that and can play at that level. Um, so I just try and keep my head away from that. Why, why, why are you not getting a chance? What, what's going on? Is it is it is it Cricket Scotland stopping it or what's happening? I don't think it's Cricket Scotland stopping it. I just think it's exposure and lack of games. And, you know, they can only see, you know, the T20 franchise, they can only see our players playing at their best when we're playing games and we've not played for since, what, December, uh, January 2020. So well over a year now. So Madness. Um, but it is what it is and there's a lot of people that are in worse off position than us. So I think it's just kind of getting your head down and, focusing on what we can do and then when we come back to it, just smashing it then. So you talked about um obviously, you know, that exposure, mate. You've been quite lucky to play for Lancashire and Derbyshire. So you have been exposed to to that county cricket and that higher level cricket. Um and I thought you performed quite well. Um what what's your thoughts on that, mate? How was it? Did you enjoy it? What was the experience like? What would you want to do in the future? It's like just playing against some of the best players in the world. Um yeah, I really enjoyed that. I'd definitely be keen to play a bit more. Obviously, things didn't really work out. So, um, I don't really know why as well. Like, it's just one of those things. And hopefully, I can um, smash it with Scotland and get another chance down south. And, uh, yeah, I thought... I thought <laughs> Making too much pop, mate, you know, get the head in the game? Or... Nah, not so much that. I think there's a couple of different things. And then um, that's just... It was pretty frustrating time. Um, a lot of travelling up and down on the motorways. Mm. Uh, but I thought I thought I think you were harsh done by because I remember watching you play for Lancashire and you were you were you were performing fantastically well. You know you were taking important wickets. Your economy was good, so it was it was disappointing to see. So I remember at Derbyshire, I was, was kind of they were giving me the nod, saying you know you're you're going to be playing white ball cricket for us, and I was really excited, really buzzing for it. And then I remember them tried to sign. I think they tried to sign Shamsy left arm leggy. He didn't get him, so they tried to sign Santner and our left arm spinner. I was just like, what, what am I doing? <laughs> then they tried to sing Wahab Riaz and then didn't get him. So I was just like, they're literally just trying to get anyone in just to kick me out pretty much. And then it didn't happen. In the first game, uh, I got four for four for 20 or something against Yorkshire. I was like, right, kind of put my foot down here, being like, right, you don't need anyone else, so I'm here. Um, but I had a couple of rope performances after that, which happens in T20, and then just kind of, just felt like I was the first one to... Get kicked out of the team when you're Scottish. Weren't winning. Think it's because you're Scottish. Nah, I don't think it's from a Scottish. Uh, it might have been. You know, I wasn't really coming through the ranks at Derbyshire, and they had some young kids who were, and they wanted to give them a go, and that's certainly what happened at Lanks. So, I guess it's kind of that. But even playing in the twos and stuff for county cricket, you can see like we've got so many players in Scotland that could easily play at that level, and mm-hmm. um, but just don't really get the opportunity, which is frustrating. Hamza. Aspirations, county cricket. You're obviously you mentioned you're playing down in Newcastle, which I think is good because you can showcase your talents in the local leagues. Has there been any interest from like a Durham or um, is that a route you're you're keen to go? Uh, there's not been any interest, no. But definitely, county cricket is what my next goal is. I think that's something that every player should look towards. And I think for me, especially, that's something I want to do. But yeah, no interest at the minute. Just obviously sitting at home. Yeah, but how long? How, how many how many seasons have you played down? And I know you played a wee bit in in Stoke. I actually got somebody messaged me uh, from Meekins, uh, and had said to me, 
can you tell us a bit about this uh, this lad Hamza Tahir? Is he is he any good? And I, I I put it on record. I gave you gave you a really good reference. You went down you went you went down there and you played as well. Is it yeah, played, played a couple of games there, but um, then I signed for Sunderland two years ago, so this will be my third season. And Safian signed last year as well. Oh, so yes. Safi, Safi and you are both with Sunderland. Yeah, same club, same club. That must help with the travelling. Chasing the cash, boy. <laughs> aye, aye. It's just like Rob Moore. Rob Moore's funding what his bank account now. That's for sure. <laughs> no, nah, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I was going to touch base on on club cricket, but I think I'll go back to a sort of more memorable day, Mark. If that's all right. Um, you need to, you need to, you need to get the you need to get the big news in first, mate. Before we go into the England game, there's some big news to talk about. Right, okay. you know, it, was CN, it was on bloody CNN, so we need to get this story. So uh, we need to get this story out from Mark Watt, who was out in South Africa recently, and tell us tell us about the experience, mate. A little birdie, a little birdie told me that there was um, there was uh, mobile phones exchanged uh, and uh, wallets exchanged. Um, what what was the story, mate? Happened? You and Birdie were obviously in South Africa in a little jaunt recently. No, basically we just. You know, um, myself, Shane, Grievo, Morgs and Budgie were in South Africa just training away in Port Elizabeth and had a good day's training, went for a game of golf, nice day, and then just went for a bite to eat. And then myself and Budgie were just walking home. It wasn't really late or anything, it was about quarter past nine, half nine. And then two boys just saw the liking, liking to us, jumped out of the car and then, as you said, exchanged phones and wallets. But um, yeah, one boy kind of grabbed myself and had the gun Point at me and budgie head down, just started walking forward, <laughs> trying to get away as, as quick as possible. A but gun. Then, Where did he put the gun to? Um, so it was weird. So he's walking up to us, and um, we're walking down the road, and then they kind of on the same side of the road, they kind of moved over to the same side as us. I was like, oh no, here we go. Um, and then he's just kind of said, oh, where are you going tonight? Where are you going tonight? And I thought, because in South Africa, there's a lot of beggars. So I thought it could have been in Vegas. So I just said, look, no, I've not got any money. Sorry. Have a good night. And he kind of grabbed me by the shoulder um, and just said, no, where are you going tonight? And I like tried to push him off me. And I just pulled out this gun. He was like, give me everything. I was like, there you go. So at that time, at that time, Budgie was just kind of head down, like trying to keep walking. Um, I heard I heard Budgie just, I, I, as Budgie told me the story, Budgie said two lads walked up across the road, pulled a gun on us, Wattie, pulled a gun on Wattie, sorry, and I've just proceeded to put my head down and keep walking as, you know, true, true friend would do, would get out of the situation as quick as possible. Is that, is that correct? Uh, I'm trying to be a nice one, but no, nah, something like that, yeah. But then the to other point... Fair, to be fair, what are you going to do? You ain't exactly going to turn around and go, you better put that gun away and I'm going to stick with that. The only thing that was quite, well, the only thing that was quite dodgy, but the fact that I only had my phone because I used Apple Pay and Budgie phone was out of battery, so he didn't take it that night. So I think the boys thought lying, saying that I had my phone and he only had his wallet. Because then they start, the other guy, the budget was like, give me your phone as well. And he said, I've not got it. So that was the only thing where they're like, oh, you're lying. Oof. Did the gun look real? Oh, yeah. Like, real. You know the movies when you hear it like coming out of the pocket? It was like that kind of noise. I was like, oh. Was it like a big 50 millimeter thing? <laughs> I don't know what the name is, but yeah, just like. I, I don't think he was looking at it that closely. It was, I think. it was like one of the police ones, it looked like. What colour was your pants after when you got in? To be fair, actually, I seen the budge like we didn't like run away of that because they took it and then went under the bridge. And after, I wasn't like, I wasn't really scared. I was just more like annoyed that it happened. 
and like we didn't like run away or that we just kind of walked away and I was just like oh that's so like what a shit way to like, end our trip so um, mate like you know you always get told not to walk about and stuff on your own but Budgie said it was only like what 500 metres or something yeah exactly and like we've, we've done that walk what 20 times before so it's like right along the beachfront it's a nice walk and yeah just wrong place at the wrong time I guess but I don't want to paint a bad picture of South Africa because I actually really enjoyed it and I'd definitely go back to the same spot because I loved it and then Grant Morgan was there, really good coach so um, yeah it's a, it's a really nice place but just in the wrong place at the wrong time I think. So so was mum, uh, when we were chatting before before the podcast, was mum and dad just like you're getting on the next flight home? Yeah they're a bit um, they're a bit worried for me but it didn't help think that I said that I wanted to stay and um, ride it out and keep on but I think they would have been worried sick and then when we saw the hotel quarantine was about two grand or something to come home we were like right I think the same was with Hamza and Pakistan um, and then we ended up bumping into each other in Doha like four yeah months. that was random that was sort of <laughs> Hamza did, what, what was it where, where did you spot each other I was just ordering my Burger King and I seen I seen someone call my name and I was like who is this it was Budgie and then I seen what he was saying down there, he was having his food. And I just had a then, chat for 10, 15 minutes. With Budgie's new haircut, you probably thought it was Smudger. Yeah, I had no <laughs> idea who it was. <laughs> what, what he was in the duty free, mate, getting the bottles of vodka for the way home. Still doing. I'm just getting a fillet of fish shaky. That's what you've been doing in the, in the market. Really, you get a fillet of fish in Burger King, son. I think he would. <laughs> in Doha Airport, I reckon he filled his boots because they yeah. would have been halal. So he would have been. Uh, he would have been ordering the the chicken deluxe or whatever. Big whopper. Big whopper. Budgie, yeah. said, Budgie said that he sort of went to bed that night and he was like, didn't think nothing of it. But the next day when he woke up, he's like, bloody hell, we've like we're lucky last night, do you know what I mean? Because you hear so many bad stories in South Africa. They can well. be really trigger, they can be really trigger happy. I yeah. heard, uh, there's a family, I, I spent a lot of time in South Africa as well, Cape Town and, jo- no, no, Cape Town and Pretoria, six months at a time. And I, there was a couple of families that I met who'd actually lost a family member to yeah. the carjackings. But the thing was, one guy that got killed, he actually gave them the keys, got out of the car and was not, was letting them have it and they still shot him. So, you're very lucky, young man, that, you know, they just took your phone and, and off they went in their merry way. Because I was thinking at the time when it happened, I had my keys in the other pocket to the car and the apartment, and it says on the keys the address. So I was just about to, like, throw everything out of my, out of my pockets, but I don't know what was telling me in my head that's saying, like, don't throw the keys. So I just t- threw my phone. Um, but luckily, I never threw the keys because then we definitely wouldn't have been sleeping well that night. <laughs> you're lucky. We're happy. We're happy, mate, that you're home safe and sound, and uh, uh, and we can laugh about it a little bit. But uh, glad to hear it didn't it didn't go any further because that would have been that would have been horrible. Lucky you didn't have that headache's hat on or a heart stop. You could have been a bit more. Um, <laughs> um, I was going to cover on. I was going to say, listen, talk about what he, we had the Soul Brothers on uh, recently, and obviously Chris. Um, try, we try to actually get some dirties on you uh, today, but the both of them have, have just not come up with the goods. To be honest, just, no, no, no um, but they, Chris talked about the, the Scotland game, mate, and uh, I just obviously wanted to touch on it from your point of view. There's a little bit of niggle in the park as well, wasn't there? I'm pretty sure you and Moeen, um, do you not send them off? I think when you got them out, um, was it was that was that right? It was yeah. It wasn't really. I don't really know. It was like. It's just more of the, the adrenaline running through and the fact that uh, the best, that's one of my favourite wickets for Scotland, even though it's caught long on, he's trying to miss me <laughs> in the park, but 
I remember just that ball, Beryl got hit for the over before, got whacked a bit, and they were in the driving seat. And I just took a bit of time out of the game when everything was like 100 miles an hour. Took a bit of time out of the game and went to Beryl and just said, yeah, can I should just lob one up here and see if he fetches onto it? Like, we need a wicket. Um, it might go for six, but it might, it might cloth it. He was like, yeah, mate, go for it. We need a wicket. So I just took the pin out and just lobbed it up and thankfully uh, slapped it. But it could have easily went into um, Stockbridge. Uh, so, what was that deal like, mate? Mental. It was so weird because it just went up and down, up and down. I remember Leesky just coming up after he's hit that first ball for six, walking off. And his eyes were like that. He just came up to me. He was like, it's flat white. It's really flat. <laughs> I was like, cheers, oh, <laughs> cheers. He's like, no, it's really, really flat. And I was like, all right, mate, well, bad. <laughs> you changed the game. You changed the game, though, mate. You know, you got the first wicket when they were going at a rate of knots. And I would, I, I mean, I watched the whole game that day. And you're right, it was watching it. It was a bloody emotional roller coaster. And they were strolling it at one point. At, yeah. at quite a few stages, even just before Moyne gets out, you're thinking, they've done this. They, yeah. They're home and dry. But you got, I think, Roy out. You got Jason Roy out first. And it was just, you looked at, how do you, how do you hold your nerve in that situation? You seem to thrive under that pressure. I quite like it. I think the main thing for me is that when I'm not getting a lot of like, um, a lot of help off the pitch, I just kind of get stuck in and just try and really like take the game to them and speak to them and just try and like get myself a bit more angry. It's, it's the same with Shazad when I have um, meetings with him. I just try and get really into the game and that kind of just brings out the best in me, I think. Um, I remember Bearstow was just trying to hit me every ball for six out of the ground. And um, I bowled one, he's, he's tried to absolutely hammer it. And he got one and he came at the other end and I said, oh, you should try and hit it a bit harder next time. Ha ha ha. And then he's like, I'm going to next ball. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so, um, but no, it was such a good day. And the way the way we batted and the way we like started the game, we just took it straight to them. And I, I was like, oof, like, just took it. The shot Costa played off Plunkett. And it was like a good length ball straight over his head. I remember him after the game, it was like, it was weird. Before that, before he even ran in or let go of the ball, I knew it was going for six. <laughs> so that's the kind of pitch it was. But even like the main thing about that game was just our fielding. Like, it just took everything and uh, every chance we had, we just took. And yeah, it probably comes down to how much, how hard we trained for the past two years before that on our fielding. And um, just everything came together for that game. Hamza, I wanted to ask you actually on that front. So I played a lot of club cricket against you, not now for quite a few years, but when you were a lot younger. Um, you were obviously a very talented spinner, but you weren't very good in the field and you were carrying a bit of extra weight. Unbelievable to see the transformation you've had. Um, has that been pushed by the fact that you were, you know, striving for higher honours? And, and tell us some secrets in the Hamza Tahir locker of how you had this transformation. I'm sure somebody will be watching and they might make a little blog on it or something. Uh, yeah, I think, so I would say something, uh, you have to look to improve yourself. I think obviously I was carrying extra weight and it's something I had to work on, especially during lockdown, that kind of helped a bit. You know, I had the time to focus on yourself and I just went for, you know, runs twice a day, 5k in the morning, 10k at night. Watch what? Watch what I ate and then just build that up towards the season and then you know just that's all really and then just kept continuing that and still continuing that at the minute always I want a little break at the minute having two weeks off and I'll start back again once I know when we start back training 
if we stop our training this. What should what about your diet? Did you make some changes to your diet as well, or is it just training a lot harder? I think you know had the, the cheat day a week, the Sunday, um, where I could have anything I wanted. But throughout the week, it was just mostly protein, high protein, water, and just pretty boring to be honest. And your fielding has that improved being around the Scotland setup? Yeah, definitely. I think just like anything, it's the more you bowl, the better you bowl, and the more you field, the better you field. Pretty, pretty simple, I think. Like what? Let what be the judge of that? Has his fielding got any better? Oh, so much better. But he's he, he's been a bit um, too modest on himself. Like he spends a lot of time after training working on his fielding and grabs a coach to come and hit some extra balls. I mean, his his fielding's improved massively just on the ground. He's an absolute cat nowadays. Sounds a bit like myself. Juddy used to take me for extra sessions, but it never helped me. <laughs> you needed that. You needed me, and you both actually were prone to dropping catches, dollies as well. I used to do that. I used to do we dive. My hand was like that instead of being like that. That was me off to a tee. Hamza, a- another area of your game. I mean, this lad here, he's obviously a really, really good batsman. I've been really impressed um, a few times that I've seen you play. Again, playing club cricket against you wasn't your your strong point. Is that something you're focusing hard on now? Definitely. I, you know, I, I still fancy myself as a batsman. I still think <laughs> I can bat a top five. Easy. <laughs> I was going to ask I was going to ask the question, who's the better bat? But I know what he can hold the bat. I take it, Hamza, are you a genuine number number three? Genuine number four, probably. Are you, are you, get, are we, are you getting anywhere with it? What's happening down in Sunderland? Are you, where are you batting? Oh, I'm batting seven for them at the minute. Uh, so getting good opportunities, score a couple of 30s. You know, it's just improving. Just the more I work on it, the better I'll get. Shane Berger, I want to just touch on him as well. You've obviously been, unfortunately, you've not had probably too much time with him so far. Um, I had him on the podcast not so long ago. I'm really impressed by him. I think he, he he's young and he's got a lot to offer. How how are the two of you getting on with him? Hamza, I'll let you go first. Well, he's, he's basically what his second dad. <laughs> <laughs> no I chance. heard that. Absolutely no chance. No chance. I've heard that you're the love child, mate. No, 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 no. I think especially now Craig Wright's assistant coach, I think what well, he's got backing from both, I think, personally. <laughs> Definitely. You better, start, you better start getting a couple of those 30s into 60s and 70s then and start putting a bit more pressure on him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think Shane's, Shane's definitely a good guy. Definitely good, refreshing to have around. You know, a young guy, new ideas. It's definitely been a good journey so far. Nice. Boy. Um, yeah, Shane's done really well um, to come into the, into the squad and fit in really well. Um, probably quite tough to come in when we're playing so well under Grant as well. And um, now nah, he's done really well. I think I think we're still yet to play our best under him, uh, which is quite exciting. And we've got a really big year this year, so hopefully we can we can pull out of the bag and smash this year and get into that World Cup. What was Grant like, mate? For you, I was going to ask. Obviously, you must have played most of your cricket through yeah. Grant. What was he like for your career? I really like Grant. I think I just really liked his mentality and he kind of said, um, you know, you're not going to play for Scotland if you can only bowl. You need to be able to field and bat as well. You can't just come in with one aspect. You need to be able to help um, in other ways. Um, obviously, I'm not a Cal McLeod or a Richie Benton field, but um, he, was, he kind of really pushed me with my batting and really kind of said, you know, you need to you need to be able to bat to play for Scotland. And um, under him, I had some good innings. I had a um, 80 not out in P&G. 
Um, so he really kind of pushed my back and playing against spin and stuff. And yeah, yeah, I got on well with Grant. Um, and as a test bowler as well, he kind of helped me with just my field settings and something I really wasn't too good at when I was younger. Yeah. I just kind of grabbed the ball and just bowled. Yeah. Uh, but he kind of really said, like, once you've got the ball in your hand, take your time, you know, your runs that you're going for. Something Matt was really good at is kind of controlling his field and just yeah. more when he got hit, which I really wasn't too good at at the beginning. Um, Grant and, and Madge really um, kind of took me under the wing and, and said, look, you need to think about this, think about that. Madge talked really highly of you years ago to me. He said, you know, this, this kid's somebody to look out for. He's He's got something about him. How much influence has the likes of Madge had on you? Oh, Madge is such a good guy. I'll never forget, actually, something really, really nice that he did he, um, on my first tour. So I went on a batting camp, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Before the 2015 World Cup, the um, all the batters got taken away to Dubai or a batting camp, and then um, I just went to both spin and just uh, help them play left arm spin. And Madge and Monib took me to Butcher's Grill. If you've ever been to Dubai, you've been to Butcher's Grill. But yeah, took me and just said, "Whatever you get, whatever you want." So on us, you know, it's your first trip away, and um, you know, enjoy and stuff. And that was such a nice gesture. And even just on that trip, um, they helped me, helped me massively with my bowling and. But Madge, the one time I got to bat, I reckon that trip, I was batting with Madge. And uh, we played 21s. So it was, you get a single, you get a single, it's first one to 21, but if you get a dot ball, you get three. And whoever loses, you have to run the difference. So if you lose by 21 to nil, you have to do 21 shuttles. <laughs> so Madge, and it was absolutely roasting. And Madge was like, look, why I'm batting with you. Just let's take it deep. Let's take it deep. We don't want to have to run these shuttles. Take it deep. Um and I was like, yeah, sounds good, Madge. So Madge, first ball face up, just went, whoosh, <laughs> missed it by about three feet, got pulled off Mitch. And I was like, Madge, what happened? And he was like, it was in the art boy. It was in the art <laughs> You had to take our pads off and do 21 shuttles in like 40 degrees heat. Madge would run away through fitness, wouldn't he? What a pad he wasn't a fan. He was not a fan. But nah, Madge was brilliant. I'm a bit sad that what happened with them and the way it finished with Cricket Scotland because I would have loved to be bowling tandem with them and see how he operates and play for play for Scotland with them would have been would have been brilliant. Did you play in a World Cup? Boy? No, I was in the I was in the what twenty man squad or something, but I never went. I was in New Zealand with um, some of the younger boys and yeah. It'd be good to see him involved in the setup again. Some, as, you know, I, I'm a big a big fan of his. Yeah. Leading wicket taker for Scotland and the history of the, of the game, you know we've got that source sitting in Glasgow. It would be great to see him get involved and be working with the likes of you boys because he's got so much a wealth of knowledge to pass on to you. Absolutely, yeah, couldn't agree more. Well, here, if anyone's watching, I'd like to see the likes of Magitat getting getting involved and working with these young young talented spinners as well as some other good spinners that are coming through as well. It'd be, it'd be great to see. I was going to say, um, Hamza, obviously yourself, mate. You know, you you're down south. You're you're cracking on. Aspirations for you. You've got your fitness in check, mate. You're looking lean. You're looking mean. Uh, this year is all about what pushing. Well, if you if you get the cricket, I take it you want to try and get trials and get you know regular in the Scotland team. Is that is that the plan this year, mate? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the plan. Stay regular in the squad. Obviously, World Cup year as well. Yeah, just trying to get into that squad as well. It's probably the main goal for this year. Yeah, just just get a set of boxing gloves on, right? <laughs> Next time you're at training, and just punch him in the back of the head. Make sure you do it quite hard. Just wipe him out, and that's it. Job done. You're going to World Cup. What is? Well, it's going to ask you a difficult question, actually. 
because I think you've got you know a hell of a lot of talent, mate. You've always had a lot of talent, and I think being what twenty four, you're even twenty five, are you? Twenty four, yeah. You're twenty four years old. Believe, I think you've, you've got you've had that taste of county cricket, mate. And I, we've talked about Hamza and his fitness and his weight and what he wants to do. What about what, what, what what's the you know what are you thinking about yourself, mate? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? You've got a lot of time and spinners, mate. They're hard to come by good spinners, especially if you can bat. So you've got a massive opportunity. You don't want to be playing at the dirty nails for the rest of your life, mate. So what, what's happening with you? Nah, nothing. I'm quite happy with where I'm at fitness. I like to kind of get a little bit more leaner. Um, I lost, I think I lost just under two stone during lockdown. Um, so yeah, I'd like to I'd like to continue with my fitness. It probably wasn't the best at Derby. Um, kind of let myself go a bit there and struggling really hard with shin splints throughout the whole season. I could barely walk, but still just kind of cracked on and played. Um, yeah. But yeah, something that I'm just going to keep walk, uh, focusing on. And uh, like you said, I don't really want to just, I want to play the best I can because I know I can play at that level. I feel like my fitness is, is good at the moment and been smashing it. Um, but yeah, just this year, I really want to focus hard on my batting. And I think if I could maybe get myself into the top seven of the team, that'll kind of be able to, uh, that kind of makes things a bit easier for myself and Hamza to then play in the same team. Um, mm-hmm. but this year I'm just really focusing hard on my batting and try, just trying to get runs just trying to keep getting runs for Harriet's keep trying to push my, uh, my spot up in the in the regional side yeah. Um, and yeah kind of knock a few pegs down in, in the Scotland and hopefully get that opportunity when it comes and just grab it when it takes for Scotland to um, try and bat it's the top Opportunity as well though it's difficult isn't it you're not getting those opportunities at the moment and that must be quite difficult for two young cricketers like yourself lads so you know I mean like Keep keep grafting away there, and and it'll come. I think um, you've got you, you mentioned a couple of stories actually. The England game. Just want to touch on that. Any bit of banter in that game? Any bit of niggles? What? Any 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 funnies from that game? Or not so much. I asked. I don't know why, but I asked Moy and Ali who was quicker, me or David Willey. Just trying to get into stuff, and he was like David Willey. <laughs> but um, nah, not so much. Not so much funnies, but. No, nah, not so much in that England game. It was too, it was too focused, and it was weird. Like when Safi was charging in, trying to get that Yorker in, it was weird. Like I just was not nervous at all because I knew he was going to nail it. And where were you? Was, where were you when the when the Yorker nailed? Short third, and um, I just didn't want him to get an outside edge. But <laughs> I remember Safi kept missing the the Yorker, but I was so at ease because I knew every time he missed, it means that he's more likely to hit the next one. Um, because he's such he's such a skillful bowler and he's got that reverse swing Yorker down to a tee. So every time he missed it and he got hit for one, I was so calm because I knew I knew he'd nail it. I knew he'd nail it. And big time big time player just rocks up at the right time and smashes him right in the top. That was unreal. That was unreal. Like Soli mentioned, he was sort of like I think he was up was Soli up long on or something like that. And yeah. He said just like, mid off. He was mid off next he, to he was hit the Yorker. Hit the York car and he's like next thing I know there's some mad guy running past me with a kilt and chucking a pint about and stuff like that. So good, what an experience! But that's the thing we need. We need more. We need. Yeah, more. we need more. That's that. That that is the echo we need. And surely, why would you? Well, you know, I just it baffles me that the ICC are not growing the game now because I think now more than ever, associates can beat the big the big test played nations. When you're looking at the '99 World Cup, 2007 World Cup, we weren't really expected to take any of them down. I would really fancy you boys now if you were in a in a group with four or five other test playing nations, I'd fancy you to beat one or two of them. Absolutely. Just need the opportunities, look, man. I think um, 
I think we've got a really good team at the moment that can that can really cause an upset with the likes of Kyle Barrow, Cloudy. I reckon they're at the peak of their game at the moment, even though they're they're getting on a bit. Um, <laughs> they're they're definitely at the peak of their game. They're just whacking it at the moment and just playing. I think when when you do kind of get to the end of your career, you kind of just play carefree, don't you? And you just kind of just enjoy it. And that's when I think they're playing at their best at the moment. Hamza, have you got any stories on Watty? Because everyone knows that Watty's the joker of the, the, the team. And, you know, I mean, he's he's always, he likes a few, a few sherbets, doesn't he, now and then? Any any stories for us? Or are you going to be nice to your, your spin twin? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'll be Tell nice to him. Wadi Shah. Say that again? Tell him about Wadi Shah. Oh, we, we booked this uh, trip in Oman. Wait, Hamza, Hamza organised this whole trip yeah. and said, lads, I've got his son. I've organised this. So we did this place called Wadi Shah. It's like in the middle of a man. It's like quite hilly, like mountainy and like scenic. Yeah. You have to like climb through like 100 foot mountains up like ridiculously high. What well, you can tell them. And it was honestly ridiculous. Like, <laughs> but we went the wrong way because you're supposed to swim up this really nice like crevice. And Hamza's got us like literally dangling off this like 200 foot cliff. <laughs> People are in like flip flops and stuff, and we got lost. And genuinely, it was proper scary. I almost missed like the last like boat home as well. But yeah, it was mm. proper, proper dodgy. But, and then um, once once we got home, I think I think Kyle googled the place we went to, and I think like 15 people die every year going there. <laughs> yeah. Nice, Hamza. That, that, that was a great team building. That sounds like something like Money Bickball would do. Do you know what I mean? Money would take you into the middle of bloody Birmingham just for a laugh. He's absolute lunatic as well. Yeah, listen, lads, I think um, yeah, it's been a, a real good insight into, um, I suppose, your aspirations and a couple of you know great memories that you've sort of done already. And uh, I just, you know, for me and, and, and on behalf of Shaky, I hope you get a lot of cricket this year. Um, I, I want to see you both playing county cricket. Um, I think you're obviously very two talented lads and um, I hope you've got a, a long and illustrious cricket Scotland career. Maybe not so much Heriot's career, Watty. Um, but yeah, listen, I'd just like to thank both of you for coming on, boys, and uh, I wish all the best. Yeah, I appreciate it, lads. Uh, all, all the very best with your, your next, next, the rest of the season and whatever's coming up. And I'm excited to see what both of you are going to, going to do in the cricket field. Cheers. Cheers, thank you. All right, Shaker, 